0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of my podcast, True Story Bro. I am your host, John Krause, and I will be taking you through stories of mine from, from challenges of battling cancer to what it takes to get through it. And then from there, what I'm going to do is bring on guests. I've already got a bunch of guests lined up that are going to share their stories and and talk about how they overcame great obstacles how they did it, what kind of mindset they had, what kind of faith they were leaning on, what kind of community they had, because it takes a village for sure to get through these things. So yes, yesterday or the last episode, I started getting into my uh, story, my journey. Initially, it was uh, a battling cancer uh, the first time, and, so, and then getting a stem cell transplant. So um, one thing I wanted to touch on is just, you know, Part of what I said yesterday, yesterday was, was talking about like the mindset, you know, and that's one thing I really want to talk a lot about with my guests and, and, and what, what helps somebody get through uh, a challenge like this, you know, a challenge like a sickness, a challenge like an addiction. Uh, for me, uh, it was really making the decision uh, really early in my mind, you know, that I'm going to beat this thing. Uh, I have lots to live for, you know, I I had, again, it was one of those things that I had to make a decision pretty quickly where, and that's what I did. I decided uh, you know, the cancer's not taking me now. I've got three kids and I had one on the way and a beautiful wife. And I, I just had, I knew I had things to do. I knew I had, I knew I had more in, in this life to give to, of myself to others. So, so it was one of those things that I, I, Decided quickly, and yes, the numbers and the doctors—you go through that in my situation. You go through what are the statistics and and the percentages, but it at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter like what any of that is. You really have to make a decision. Like I'm not going to let this take me down. My mind, and I strongly believe that your mind has the power to to help carry you through so many so many challenges. And not only that, more importantly, is what I realized through my challenge was my faith. And that God was going to take me through that. And leaning on my faith and trusting God. And you may or may not be religious or believe in God. Or you may believe in some other form of God. That's fine. For me, I, I, I believe in my Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I felt the Holy Spirit come through my body that that night. That night in the hospital, Hartford, Connecticut. I felt it. And you know what? I pray that each and every one of you gets to accept Jesus in your life and feel that. I'm not going to push it here, but that's straight up. I'll tell you right now, when you hear a lot of the stories that from people, they're going to talk about faith, and and that's a big, big part of overcoming, not only making the mental and emotional decision to kick its ass, but going from there is, is really leaning on your faith and knowing that, you know what, God doesn't want me sick, or God doesn't want me in this position. So I lean on both of that. And then the last thing is my com- family and my community, the support. I'll tell you right now, I've never ever felt so humbled in my life was the especially when the first time I got sick. You know, I, I never knew how I impacted people's lives in a positive way. And I never knew how people felt about me, really truly felt about me. I mean, some of the people came from the woodwork just expressing how much, you know, number one, they cared for me and and, and I meant I meant to them. And they gave me examples on on things that I did or said that helped them along their way. You know, and, and that right there, if that doesn't fuel your fire, I don't know what will, but something like that, the people that, that show up, that's it. The people that show up when times are tough, th- those are the people that, you know, it, it, I, I'll tell you again, I, I cried more tears from somebody telling me how much they love me and cared about me than I ever did about being diagnosed with acute myeloid leukemia, And I'm, I, honest to God and i still have the, those same emotions today because that's that's the thing that gets you through that you you have to have the mindset you have to have in my opinion is the faith and then the last thing is so huge is the community not everyone has that though not everyone has the community not everyone has that that team like like i was blessed with i mean there my boss at the time he he paid me my full salary while i was working while i was while i wasn't working while i was in the hospital Who does that? Brad, you know who you are. Who does that? It takes a really, really good individual, really kind heart to know that this person is going to be battling for a long time. And you know what? Didn't care. His business partner was on his case about it, I'm sure. Um, And he stepped up for my family. And I'll never forget him for that. But, you know, to my family. My family for stepping up and taking care of things. You know, when you battle something like this, and you go through some tough times it's not easy on a family you know you you could easily take your whole income away your spouse's income away from just having to care for you and the fact that i had people in my team my family tell me you know what john don't worry about a thing we've got it covered that's that's huge that's just that's amazing but i i recognize that i was so fortunate and blessed and i am so fortunate and blessed and i i cuz i had that And like I said, not everyone has that, but, but that's kind of why we started doing charity work with the, the Jimmy fund. So immediately after, (coughs) excuse me, after my diet, after I got out of the hospital from my stem cell transplant, like, like before I even got out of the hospital, I connected with somebody at the hospital at Dana-Farber about how can I give back? How can I do something for people that aren't as lucky as I am to have what what I have, you know, in my in my system, excuse me, in my for my team. So we started right then and there, we started planning our first golf tournament for, for the Jimmy Fund and raising funds. You know, that was like, all right, I'm like, I knew I could give back. I knew I could do something for people. So that's what we started to do. My family, my friends, everyone pitched in and, and we had our first tournament planned and executed. Uh, by September 2015. And I was out of the hospital December 2014. So we moved quickly. We not only did that, but we also connected with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, where they recruited me to the to be the corporate chair for the Light the Night Walk, that first year that, that they had it at Bushnell, or they had it back at the Bushnell Park in, in Hartford, Connecticut. And I just said yes. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? My wife's like, John, you're crazy. Um, because I was biting off a lot. I was biting off a lot. But, um, but it was for the right reasons, you know, I really have had a passion and still have a passion to give, um, and, and I know that there's such need out there, uh, for, for these type of places to, you know, for people, you know, when, when they are down and out, they, they need financial assistance, you know, for stem cell research and cancer research, there's a massive need for that. So we jumped on, latched on hard and we were doing that. We were doing that probably for, what? Well, I think we did four golf tournaments. We we were involved in the, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night Walk two years in a row. And then we were just focused. We just focused on, on the golf tournament. You know, I went through a time where I was like, well, maybe I should be doing this full time. Maybe I should be working for one of these places. And you know what? I tried. I looked. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, I made the decision that Well, what I was doing was, was going to have to be good enough, you know, and good enough for me, good enough for, you know, for God, for, for whomever that was the decision I had to make. And I did. So I went about that and we went about that and my family and my wife and everybody jumped on board and we did, you know, like I said, four, I think it was four uh, golf tournaments in in five years. And we raised, I don't know, close to a hundred grand or around a hundred grand for them, which, decent amount of money. Um, and, and again, things were going well, uh, you know, I had gotten back into the mortgage business and uh, started my own company, uh, you know, in the mortgage business too. And, and things were just going, they were going great. So then, then COVID hits, right? COVID hits and um, the world's the world's gone, gone downhill. And uh, my father and I were building a, a deck on around my pool. And this was in probably March, April. And I noticed, you know, I had developed a cough and, you know, I'm like, oh boy, I hope I didn't get COVID. I, my wife Tatum thought I had COVID. And, um, you know, there were moments where I was like, wow, I'm really weak. Climbing up the stairs at my house, it was really, really, it was a challenge. And I was like, I'm, I'm in decent shape. I played hockey, you know, I played hockey up until um, my, my last treatment. But I was having trouble climbing one, one flight of stairs. I'm like, something's wrong. I'm like, I think I have like pneumonia or something like that. You know, my appetite wasn't great. So I'm like, something's not right. I had quick flashbacks of, you know, six years before that, you know, with cancer and all that. And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, no, it couldn't be that. Cause you know, I'm not, I'm not having really any of the other symptoms. Um, and then, you know, it's funny. I, I had a big bushy beard and I shaved my beard and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize I lost this much weight and I lost a, a decent amount of weight. So that had me a little concerned. But again, you can attribute it just about anything to anything. You know, you could get, make anything an excuse to not uh, pay close attention to it, which, which most people do. And I urge you not to, you know, something's going on in your body. Address it right away because it's always better off to jump on it quickly. Anyway, long story short on that, you know, my wife Tatum's like, you got to go get a COVID test. You get just, you know, this cough hasn't gone away. I'm like, it's not COVID. I don't really think it is. I was like, all right, fine. So she scheduled me for a COVID test up the street. And and in fact, they had a lung, they had an x-ray in this uh, uh, walk-in. So I did the x-ray and I did the COVID test. COVID test comes back negative And I'm like, all right, that's cool. You know, I didn't think it was COVID anyway. And they're like, well, we see some, fluid sacs in your lungs, John. And, and we think you should just go get that checked out at the hospital. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. You know? And I'm like, well, I'm like, that's probably pneumonia. You know, I'm like, you know, let's, let's get to the hospital. I called my wife and went to the hospital and you know, my oxygen saturation was pretty low. And I'm like, oh, well, that all makes sense. So I'm in in the hospital and obviously my wife and kids are at home expecting me to get home. My youngest brother comes in. He's a, he's a paramedic. And And his girlfriend comes in and they're hanging out with me in the, uh, again, this is COVID. So nobody can come into the hospital anyway, but since they're medics, they were able to get in there and hang with me for a little bit. And then, uh, they, they ran some tests. They was like, well, let's do a CAT scan and make sure, you know, take, get, get a closer look at your lungs and, and everything. And, uh, so they did and they ended up coming in and, and telling me that my cancer relapsed. Now this was a shock. It was a big shock. I mean, it was, you know, it was one of those things where, you know, I just honestly couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that it actually was back. I'd I'd been six plus years, thanks to my brother, Brian, uh, who gave me his cells with not a single, single symptom, single blip, single anything. My blood tests came back perfect every single time, every time. So there was zero indication that there were any issues Um, in fact, I had gone to the, my doctor at Dana-Farber late January and my blood numbers were fine. And this was, this was, um, June, like end of May, early June, this was June 1st. So it wasn't that long beforehand, five months. Um, and yeah, I'm at the ER and it was, it was deja vu. They're like, well, John, you know, that it looks like your cancer's back. And, you know, we, again, it was the same thing. We've got to, you know, confirm it and so on and so forth. And and I was in Hartford and it was COVID and it was crazy. And they were, they were so out of control and so unorganized over at that hospital. And, and you just felt the pressure that they felt because of COVID. They couldn't even function as a, as an oncology unit. It, I, I spent two days in Hartford and I think I was in three different four or three or four different rooms from the regular, you know, ER room to like a COVID wing to a, to the uh, the oncology floor, to the uh, ICU step down unit. I was all over the place. Lo and behold, my wife calls my doctor and she says to him, like, listen, the, you know, the cancer's back. And he was floored. He was like, that doesn't make any sense. You know, I just saw him in January. This this crazy. Anyway, she was telling them the whole thing. I mean, these guys in, in Hartford were trying to operate on my stomach. They thought I had an abscess in my stomach. They were trying to. They were thinking about cutting me open. I was talking to a surgeon. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, yeah, we're not. Come on. We're not there. We're not doing that unless it's absolutely needed. So anyway, my doctor in Boston like, tells my wife, he's like, get him up here right away. He's like, get him up here. You know, she looked at they must have got the labs and stuff over to him. And he's like, you're safe to bring him up here. Just get him up here today kind of thing. And, and I'm like, yep, let's go. She, and according to him, you know, there's been so many advances in the past six years, we got it, we got them covered. And, and that's kind of all I needed to hear I, to give me like, a little bit more confidence, you know, and I, I felt like that was just like the next step. And the great thing was, although I had to argue and fight to get out of this hospital in Hartford, because they didn't want me to leave other than in a hot in a in an ambulance to bring me up there, even though my doctor Dana Farber said that I was fine but anyway lo and behold i got out of there and it was great because i got to go home and i got to see my family and i got to give hugs to people because i knew what challenges were going to be up in front of me and i knew it was going to be a matter of time before i saw everybody so you know we all hopped in the car my kids my mom my wife and um we headed to boston you know we all headed to boston and we got there and you know, said our goodbyes at the front, and I went in and, and got, you know, quote-unquote checked in, and the process started. And and at the end of the day, I, the first few days, handful of days, I was still mad. I was still aggravated. I was telling myself everything was going to be fine in my heart, um, but I wasn't quite – I was trying to tell myself in my heart, like, like feel it from the heart that everything was going to be fine, but but I didn't quite believe it yet. You know, and, uh, you know, just being in Boston, just is it it gives a little bit more comfort knowing that I've got the best in the business with me. Um, so it it took a few days. I remember waking up one Sunday and just like waking up like full of, full of fire, you know, like, all right, let's go. I'm ready. We're going to kick this thing's ass again. And I was ready to go. And I had full faith and confidence in my doctor's. I was totally leaning on my faith and my family. And that was really what it was. I knew that, again, I knew there was a greater purpose for me being here. I'm like, okay, God, I needed more challenges. I needed more more tests to have a greater testimony. I said, okay, I got you. And I didn't know what that was going to be. I didn't know what it was going to turn into. Um, But lo and behold, I'm like, I got the greatest doctors and let's do it. So we did it, you know, and I fought and I fought got pounded with chemo again. And it was terrible, but it was worse this time than it was before. Like my taste buds were shot for so long. My, my appetite was shot. I I lost a ton of weight and you know, again, not a recommended weight loss program. You know, there's plenty of other fitness professionals can, that can do that for you. I don't recommend the cancer weight loss system. Um, it's not good, but anyway, I digress. (laughs) Uh, I can laugh about it now a little bit, but, um, but yeah, so I went through that and got out of the hospital and it was crazy. Cause my son, my youngest son, Jackson, he was turning, uh, he was turning eight at the time. Yes. Eight, eight. Cause he just, yeah, he was turning eight. And, and I remember on the phone, he's like, Hey dad, are you going to be making home for my birthday? And this was in June, beginning of June, like the second or third of June and i honestly didn't know i didn't know how long it was going to take for me to get into remission i had no clue i was just like i'm like i'm buddy i'm going to try like i'm going to try like you won't believe we are going to try hard and i can't promise it but i'm going to try and um wouldn't you wouldn't you know that on Jan, uh, on july 2nd the day before his birthday my doctor walks in the door and says you weren't ready to go home my wife's on the phone and i'm like crying i'm like yep i'm ready i couldn't believe it i was like you know, it, 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 God works in, in mysterious ways. You know, he, he blesses you with things when you have faith, uh, faith, utmost faith with him. And, and, and I do, and I did, and I got home, I got home to celebrate his birthday. So it was really, really special, uh, for me to be home. And so got home and, and then I was on this trial of, of, of trying to keep it at bay. And my brother had to donate some more cells. Thank you, Brian. Again, And they were going to, you know, tweak them up and at the end of July and and put them back into me. And hopefully that was going to be make them angrier. So that that's the course that I was on for up until up through the end of the year. Then I went on to a maintenance phase. So, again, I was asking, you know, like, all right, God, why am I why have I gone through this? So sitting at home uh, with with my wife, Tatum, during during the hospital stay, this last hospital stay, my, my wife's cousin, our cousin, Melissa, she, she's like, Hey, I want to do this t-shirt fundraiser for you. Can I do it? Cause a bunch of people were like, Hey, we want this team John, you know, cause we always did team John and the Jimmy fund. That was like our, the name of our tournament. She's like, I want, I want some team John gear, you know? So we're like, well, it was too much for my wife or anybody for that matter to, to write down people's addresses and ship stuff. Cause we had a bunch of stuff. So local people came and got what we had. Um, but Melissa was gracious enough to set up a, uh, like a, a, an online store for us. And we did it and we raised money. It was awesome. Like we raised money for the Jimmy fund and, and, and all this stuff. It was just fantastic. And so we're talking, my wife and I are talking at home and it's at some point, it's probably, it's probably August now of 2020. And, and we're talking about the tournament, you know, cause the plan was, are we going to have a tournament with COVID? Probably not. Maybe we have to push it off. <laughs> To the following year we decided to but we're, and, but we're like hey when we do that tournament we should do all the t-shirts you know for you know for like the volunteers through that service you know and then we can put the money that we get toward the foundation and at that point like a a, a bell just rung in my heart and my head I'm like but we don't have a we don't have a foundation yet so before I was always it was always too much it was always too much work you know, to create our own 501c3. I, I'd i always been like, ah, that's just too much work. It's just one more thing. It, it, there was always like a maybe a self-limiting belief or something that was stopping me from taking what we were doing to more of a full-blown charity. Well, at that very moment when my wife said that, I was like, babe, that's what we have to do. That's why I'm going through this is to get to this. We, we have to create an actual charity. And I'm like, well, what are we going to call it? So we decided to call it the Team John Foundation. And I'm like, well, I don't want to just service and help people that are going through just cancer. I want to help all people, all people that are going through crisis, sudden crisis like cancer, like floods or fires or death in their family. Like anything that's sudden where people need help right away. I want We need to be there to help. So guess what we did? We started the Team John Foundation. And before the end of 2020, we had our designation. We had our designation and the charity started, you know, we tweaked, had, had our friend Brad tweak up our website and, and create the actual foundation. So through the whole story of this, this episode, it's really taken me through, you know, journey, the journey number two, and and just the why, like what, like the big picture. And when I realized the big picture for us was to create a foundation to help people when they're down. So However you take that, however you look at it, hopefully you you've taken something from it, from my mindset, getting through it to to purpose and, and living life with purpose. But but, you know, I mean, this is just my story and hopefully it touches one of you out there and, and you know, in a positive manner, one way, shape or form, because that's my goal. Uh, on the next episode, I'll talk about the next chapter, because believe it or not, there, there is still a next chapter. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. I appreciate you listening. Please give it a like, a follow, give it a subscribe, give me a good review, anything that you can do for me. I'd appreciate it. Share it. Um, Anyway, I love you guys. and, uh, And again, I appreciate all of you. Have a great one.